Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's the Buff Geek here, and today we're talking about an absolutely oh fantastic piece of news, but at the same time, I am a little bit worried. A little bit worried. Today we're going to be talking about the new Masters of the Universe Revelations TV show, which is going to be um, created by Netflix and Kevin Smith. Now, Kevin Smith is going to be the showrunner for this, and... Kevin Smith's done a ton of good work, had a lot of really, really fun films, really interesting films. Not all of them are my cup of tea, um, but I do like a lot of his stuff. Particularly, I want to say it was called Red State, um, which is a really serious film that was fan-fucking-tastic. And I generally like Kevin Smith as a guy. Like, I've seen him in interviews and I've watched, like, um, evenings with Kevin Smith and... And, and, he, and he loves his comic books, he loves his Batman, and his daughter's called Harley, and this and that, and the next thing's daughter's totally hot now. Um, but, I don't know, there's something that worries me about this uh, Masters of the Universe series, and and Kevin Smith being a part of it is, 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 is a little bit of the worry, because Kevin Smith really, really, really uh, supported uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which I thought was a, a terrible film. It, it, it had um, bad storytelling in it, and it had undeveloped characters. Uh, every male was weak, uh, a coward, or an imbecile. And Ray, uh, the strong whammon of the show, was um, she was good at everything without ever having to to do anything, ever having to earn it. She was able to fly the Millennium Falcon without ever really having flown um, a ship before to the viewer's knowledge. And I'm not talking about going away and reading the books because most people aren't going to be reading the books. You've got a film, you've got a two, two and a half hour film, you should be able to put all that in there. You shouldn't have to go and read a book to understand the film. You should read the book as a complement to the film as a super fan like us nerds tend to be. So she was able to fly, fly the Millennium Falcon. She was <clears throat> sort of struggling, fighting off a couple of bums at the start of the film, and then she's kicking uh, Kylo Ren's ass uh, at the end of the Force Awakens. And then we get to the Last Jedi, and she's destroying the um, was it Praetorian Guard. Is that right? You know the red guys that um, with the fight scene that was that it was it was cool when you just look at it real quick, but if you actually break down how it works. It was really stupid and uh, there's no reason why they wouldn't have used their force powers against these guards because they are not force sensitive to our knowledge. Um, there's also lots of scenes where um, people missed like knife swipes on them. Um, Luke was completely destroyed uh, as a character. Um, it went against his fundamentals, lots and lots and lots of stuff. Oh, the Canto Bite stuff was 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 just pointless. Uh, the Rose character, useless. She took away Finn's kind of uh, redeeming <coughs> sacrifice moment and then um, sexually harassed him by kissing him out of nowhere, which is is not good, as uh, as um, the Me Too movement has, has told us. Hashtag Me Too. Um... I've got hours and hours and hours of um, podcasts dedicated to ripping that film apart myself and with other people. I think it's abysmal and Kevin Smith has defended it and its themes and um, 
and um, general general gender studies with the purple hair and and um, the bombs dropping the whole thing. It was just such a mess. But he defended it, and it made me go, ah. I feel like Disney have gotten to him with a little bit of that to ching to ching, and then I don't know. Then he gets announced as the showrunner for the the new Masters show, and I'm like, mm, not sure if I dig this. Okay, so we've got the positives are it's Masters of the Universe. It's going to be done in the same sort of style um, as the original cartoon, but also mixed in. Like, it's going to be the Castlevania-style version of the original cartoon, which I think I love Castlevania, and I love their animation. Um, and if they're doing it in the style of, that works for me. That's basically a similar, more updated version of 2000X. Um, so I'm fine with that. Um, and I'm fine with the fact that they're going to continue the story from the, the classic uh, show, I would like to see the the end of the 2000X one with the, the Horde coming in, but maybe we get that here. Um, I don't like the idea that we're going to have a massive epic battle that I'd love to see and see everyone like just just lining up to have a war and seeing the you know the the two camps, the Masters and the Evil Warriors, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do and do the Snake Men appear and do the Horde appear and you know what effect does Hordak and King Hiss have on in the battle on the battle between Skeletor and He-Man. And I feel like that would be a more interesting story, but apparently that's happened, and I think it's a flashback deal, and we're actually we're actually in the search for He-Man. And which is a good sort of way to, to bait people to stay as a, a search or a who done it um, situation. And if He-Man's gone, that makes me think that Skeletor's probably missing as well. So are we going to get ten episodes of Teela? going around being strong and being woke and um, I worry that it'll be similar to what I've heard the new Doctor Who has been like. Um, I worry that it'll be like the new way the MCU is taking the new path of wokeness. I, I, I worry about all those types of things and I just don't understand why a Masters of the Universe show would revolve around Teela to start with. So, now, that's not to say that, that is not to say that I don't think women can be strong or whatever. For me, uh, Red Sonja was my first uh, live-action superheroine, um, and then there was the blonde chick from uh, from um, Conan, which I can't remember the name of, and then going on from there, live-action style, we got Buffy, we got uh, Sarah Connor, we got um, Ripley, we got Xena, we had China at the time in the late 90s, and she was the first, you know, whammon. She was the first woman to be freaking kick-ass and beat up the guys, and it, and it worked. It made sense. Sometimes the way the intergender matches they do now don't make sense, but these ones did. Sip of coffee for the working man. Uh, they do not sponsor me. If you're watching the video, uh, you'll see it's Greg's, but if you listen to the podcast, you won't, but they don't sponsor me. But if you want to sponsor me, because I am a personal trainer, and I maintain that you can eat Greg's and get in shape. So I could be like the subway guy, just not a pedophile. Because pedophilia is wrong. There's no such thing as pedosexual. But that's a different topic for a different time. Anyway, so these are my con- my my concerns, but also my excitement. So so things to things to be excited about. We've got 
we've got uh, a good animation team and the guys that do the Castlevania show um, who are reliable and once they, once they did the first season um, the second season came out quite quickly I don't know if that means that they had done the whole thing at once or, or what but really good um, we've got people apparently talking about respecting the lore I just watched an interview with Kevin Smith there from PowerCon with Pixel Dan that really excited me um, he was talking about, you know, we're not going to try and introduce a whole bunch of new stuff, we're just going to go with the characters you love and this, that and the next thing and and it's going to be familiar to you and you're going to want to see this. So that makes me feel good. Watching this interview with him makes me feel good about his involvement. Um, the fact that they're going to do it as a continuation of the original show, brilliant, because the original show, although there's a lot of um, sort of one-shot episodes, um, they could have had a, if they had an overarching um, storyline for each season that would have made it just so much crisper and there's a lot of things they left on the table me and my buddy Nick were uh, talking about this last night shout out to Nick uh, he's got an amazing figure collection and he's a top guy and um, we watched uh, Master of the Universe 1987 and then we watched uh, The Secret of the Sword we were talking about storylines that could have went on I mean I would have loved to have seen one of the villains going after all the the, the talismans like they did in 2000X, so they would have went for the Harpy Scepter and the Skeletor Staff and and the the, the Scarab thing and, and whatever, and the Mask of this person and... Was it the Mask of Shakoti? Is that right? So yeah, some of them I didn't... If I didn't have Skeletor in it, I kind of... I, I watched it, but I didn't... When I was recording them, I would tape over the ones that have Skeletor because he was my favourite character. Um, and then on Etheria, like, I don't know why we never had a... Um, Angela versus Hordak, like magic versus science battle, or we had uh, the Horde didn't attack Light Hope's castle. Um, that would have been some really cool ideas and an overarching plot that would have really, really worked. Um, so hopefully they can put that into it. So that all makes me excited. And the fact it's on Netflix, which I also have, so I don't need to go and get Amazon or Disney or this or Hulu or that. So that's exciting for me. Um, but then I do worry about the trend of wokeness. I do worry about Shira and the princesses of power and that wokeness coming into it and the, the gender politics and such. Um, and, and that's not to say you can't update things and, 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 and tweak ethnicities a little bit here and there, but it needs to be subtly done and purposefully done to do it, I think. And also, if someone's iconic, like I talked about this in the Spider-Man video the other day, Mary Jane, you don't give her... You, you, no matter who Mary Jane is, Christ, Mary Jane could be black. Instead of she's a white character, now she's black. She is Hispanic in the new one. But as long as she's got red fucking hair, as long as Bo is a ginger with a tash, that's his defining feature. So he's kind of got to be a white guy. Um, but he's got to have that tash. Man at arms, got to have the tash. Um, so you got to roll like that. So, I'm going to end the video there. I'm going to end the podcast there. I'd love to know what you guys think. Do you think that um, that the new He-Man Revelations show is going to be uh, another example of wokeness that keeps happening to our, our um, beloved nerd IPs such as Ghostbusters, Men in Black, Marvel, Star Wars, um, Doctor Who, uh, Star Trek, uh, what's it called? Star Trek Dis Discovery is pretty woke as far as I know um, is it going to be a, a casualty of that and then we'll have to wait even longer for a show that actually just its whole its whole purpose is to be is to tell a good story and be truthful to the characters as opposed to trying to serve a political 
agenda or a social agenda? Or are you like, nah, it's fine. It's going to be fine. That's my little uh, homage to The Critical Drinker. If you don't watch The Critical Drinker, you should. He's fantastic. Um, will it all be good? And will Kevin Smith do us right? And will it be an amazing, amazing show? One thing I'd like to finish on is uh, someone's theory that I read on, I think it was Motu Nation. They said that maybe Tila will be searching for He-Man with the power sword and discover that she is the, the sorceress's daughter and then she will become the goddess and get the green skin and the whole thing. Um... That would, would be pretty sweet, and if that was part of the arc, but I feel like I don't want to wait 10 seasons to then be told, there's He-Man, and then we'll wait for season 2. They may, maybe they do it well, but I just, I don't know, I think a Masters of the Universe show should really focus around He-Man. Maybe he can disappear for a little bit, but I think it's got to be about the man himself. Anyway, what do you guys think? What are your theories? What do you want to see? If you had to pick five evil warriors who are not Skeletor or Evil Lin and five heroic warriors who are not He-Man and Tila to appear in the show as more regular cast. Who would you pick? Please like, share and subscribe. Check out the, the podcast which is on SoundCloud, iTunes and Podcast Republic and I think also on Podbean but I can't remember now. Um, please sub to the channel. Uh, help me out on Patreon because... Uh, because I like money and stuff. Yeah. Because I need to buy Motus, obviously. <laughs> and I'll catch you all again very soon. Actually, in my time, in a few minutes, because I'm going to do a video on Star Wars and how George Lucas still owns a part of it. Check out this theory. Hashtag the Buff Geek Podcast. <laughs>